You know, sometimes things happen in life that you just don't plan, but we all have a choice in how we respond, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to Radical Abundance. I'm your host, Teresa Jansen, and today's guest is Lori Vober. She's an author, a speaker, and a stroke survivor. Welcome, Lori. I'm so glad you're on Radical Abundance. Thank you so much, Teresa. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too, because I've had a chance to hear a little bit of your story, and I can't wait for everyone else to hear it too. So tell us, let's just jump right into it and tell us what happened and when did it happen? Yeah, so really my message is that life rarely turns out like we would picture it would. And my big story started at age 29 when I suffered a massive stroke. It came out of the blue and I was very healthy and exercised regularly. And this caused by what was called a malformation of blood vessels on the right side of my brain. Previously, I was working in the airline industry. I have a background in sales and marketing. And it was right before my husband and I had celebrated our fifth year wedding anniversary and we were trying to start our family. And we had been trying for about a year and we had not been successful yet. And we thought it was actually due to the stress of my job situation. I was traveling a lot. I worked with the travel agency community. And on top of working at the airlines, I was also the event planning and the wedding coordinator at our church. And so our church actually actually came and asked if I was interested in taking on the position of office manager at a church. So I decided in January of 2003 to make the big job change from corporate sales to our church. And so in January 2003, I did make that big switch. And my husband was also in the airline industry. He was an aircraft mechanic. And we thought we were making that job switch to start our family planning. And what actually happened is I believe God was making that job change to save my life because three weeks into the job is when I had this massive stroke. And what would have normally been a day that I would have been alone at the church because it was a Friday, I actually had a coworker with me and a women's Bible study going on at the church. So God protected me, I believe, doubly. Number one, he helped me change my career so I was safe and a a safe environment and a safe career, and I was protected with other believers and other people right there to help me. But like I said, it came out of the blue, and it was a massive lead, and luckily, though, we got me to the hospital. I underwent a five-hour brain surgery. That night, I was unconscious by the time we got to the hospital. My parents had moved from Texas to Minnesota to be closer to they were right there. And I woke up 17 days later out of a drug-induced coma, completely paralyzed on the left side. And we just learned that in the blink of an eye, your life can change. And so we started over from scratch. I had to learn to sit up and talk and eat and walk and start all over again. But learn to take things one step at a time. That's for sure. Yeah, when you're so young and uh, presumably healthy and active and all of those things, you don't imagine that a major health challenge is going to pop into your life. 
strokes are usually something that people don't know ahead of time and certainly don't expect, but you certainly don't expect it when you're in your 20s. That's usually something you associate with being much older. So did this event, now you're working at the church, did you at that time see God's hand and provision on your life or was there a crisis of faith that accompanied with the, this whole illness as well? You know, I think, guys, a lot of times when you're in the middle of the journey, you don't necessarily see God's hand in it. But as you look back, you see his hand of protection on you and you see how much he has protected you. And that's really where it was. I Luckily, I had a strong faith going into this. So thankful for that. I became a strong Christian my senior year of high school. And that was when my faith journey really took off. And I really, when I became an adult and was on my own is when I made church a priority. I met my husband when I moved to Minnesota from Oklahoma and a job transfer. We met at church. And as I, I say, I took that job as a job transfer, but I actually think God put us together. And again, it was God's hand of protection. My husband lost his mom a month before we met um, after a 16-year battle with cancer. And we didn't know uh, when we met and when we got married that I was going to ever face a medical challenge. But I know that God did know that. And I believe God put a godly mate in my path to take care of me and that my husband was the mate for me because he grew up with a dad who took care of a wife that battled, you know, an illness most of my husband's life. And so he knew innately the compassion and what it would take to take care of a wife that would have a medical illness. And, uh, and so I really believe that when it was time for him to stand by his wedding vows and take care of a wife and a spouse that had a medical issue, he already knew what that was going to from watching his dad take care of his mom. He was prepared and already uh, to step into that, that challenge. And it has not always been easy. Two months, I was in the hospital for two months. When I came out of the hospital, I went home. We went to live with my parents. They were my main caregivers because he had to go back to work. I was still in a wheelchair at the time. And as luck would have it, unfortunately, things were, it was right after September 11th and the aviation industry was not doing well. And unfortunately, he lost his job two months after my hospital discharge. But again, God had a plan and he provided a new opportunity for my husband here in Arizona. So we now live in Arizona. We don't live in Minnesota. And I think that was another miraculous part of God's plan was to get me out of the ice and the snow. I found a fabulous rehab facility here in Arizona soon after we moved here. And that just skyrocketed my recovery and helped me immensely. And so again, uh, you know, I have seen God's work and illustrated in my life so many times. But again, when you're in the journey, you don't necessarily see that, but you take every ounce of your faith and you depend on him because his plans are so great and his purpose is great. And he's always there for you. And that's just what I've learned is to depend on him because even when you're in the midst of the challenge, he's still there for you. And we know that that's true. But like you said, oftentimes when you're going through the midst of it, it can be a little bit harder to see. I want to go back just a moment and talk about your husband, because you said that he knew what it looked like for a husband to take care of a spouse because of his father taking care of his mom. But that also had to be 
really pretty scary for him because he knew what it looked like. He knows he knew what it entailed. And so, yeah, maybe he was prepared, but maybe also he had some real concerns at that point in time. Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. Yes. I think it was a difficult, emotionally, it was very difficult for him. I'm extremely grateful that he had the ability to, to have that background because I know many gentlemen would not have stood by their wives through the medical journey that I've had. So I'm grateful that he has stood beside me the way he has. But I do know emotionally that was a very trying time because there was you know, definitely a lot of flashbacks in his life of, you know, his dad lost his, his spouse and here I go. Now I'm going, am I going to lose my spouse? This is a, right. a full circle again. Exactly. So yeah, that had to be it. very concerning. Right. Yeah. And Lori too. I mean, I hear you talking about trusting God, knowing God is there and everything, but I just have to believe because I know you're human, even though I know that also you are a woman of strong faith, there had to have been some moments of real crisis and really wondering why is this happening? And from my experience, we're here to talk about God's radical abundance of provision and how life changes Take us back to some of those times when it wasn't so amazingly faith-filled. And what was the struggle that really got you? Yeah, I tell you what, the stroke uh, was uh, easier for me to deal with because I looked at it from a physical standpoint and God really protected me emotionally because I thought from the very beginning, because I like to exercise, that if I could just rehab through this, somehow I'm going to conquer this. And I am so grateful that God helped me with that perspective. But what happened is after we moved to Arizona, unfortunately, my brain started interacting with the tissue in the blood deposits. And I started uh, experiencing seizures and I developed epilepsy. And that was very difficult for me. And that is where I really struggled emotionally. And I struggled with the control aspects of the why. And because there's no control and there's no rehab for uh, seizures and epilepsy. And so, yes. And at that point, we had no friend group. We were in a brand new place. So I was trying to discover who am I with a disability and uh, who am I to other people and who am I to myself? But yes, there, it was a very challenging of new self-discovery and, uh, and our whole plan of starting a family had disappeared. I mean, everything that we had really thought that we were going to do just disappeared. And that's where you have to just decide what direction are you going to go? Are you going to give up or are you going to persevere? And I am thankful that I had the ability to persevere. And that's just part of my personality of positive attitude and perseverance. And I say I have a strong faith, but I also have that positive attitude and perseverance that helped me along the way. But you it's a choice. You just have to sometimes pick up your bootstraps and make a choice and keep going. Okay, and I and you talk about making a choice, and it is a choice ultimately in how we respond. That has to do with one of with the book that you've written, right? Tell us 
Let's take a break from the story a moment and talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. So I wrote a book this past year. I really felt God calling me to share my story. And I really felt like I would always write a book about a stroke, my stroke and my story. But actually, when I did write my book, it's called Choices. When you're faced with a challenge, what choice will you make? It really is about all of the challenges my husband and I have gone through. Seven years post-stroke, we did decide to pick up with our family plan. And we went on to adopt three children internationally from Columbia, South America. It was a sibling group of three. And so the book is about our all of our challenges and blessings that we've gone through from the stroke to the epilepsy to job losses to adoption to parenting to homeschooling and Really, the whole book is about, in life, we all face challenges, some big, some small. And when we do, we have a choice of what we're going to do with that and what we're going to do with the consequences that come with that. Well, Lori, I'll put all the details about that book in the show notes so that people can find it, because that really does sound like a great resource. Now, going back to your story a little bit and this idea of choices. All right. So every day there are choices to make. And I imagine that some days you were in a position of making that choice a little easier than others. I can tell you're a naturally positive person and that has to help. But I know that everyone gets into a rut. What is it that helped to get you out of a rut when you found yourself in a negative cycle? What got you back on track? Usually what really helps me is to look for opportunities to connect with others, to support others, um, and to look for the good in other things. And uh, I'm a people person. So one of the things that really was hard for me was to get my independence back. So the stroke and the epilepsy and the move, all uh, three big whammies were very difficult Uh, because it took away my independence and it took away my ability to connect with others. So I am extremely now passionate about connecting with others, supporting others, mentoring others. And now that I am able to do that more, I try and do that uh, both in a Bible study in person. I try and do that through a Zoom Bible study. Earlier this year, I actually had a pre-diagnosis of ovarian cancer, which actually was ended up being a benign cyst after a hysterectomy, thankfully. But now I serve at the Cancer Centers of America supporting other cancer patients. So, you know, I try and put myself in situations where if I can connect and mentor and serve others, I can always look at the positive side of things. And I find that in serving, it helps you with your perspective. I think it does certainly help to get out of yourself a little bit. But our natural tendency oftentimes is to sit and stew in our own juices and think about the misery. So thank you for that encouragement to put the focus on other people and to do something positive to move forward and something constructive to help someone. Lori, if people want to get in touch with you, tell us a good way to connect. How can we do that? Yes, the best way is to go to my website. That's at www.lorivober.com. And you can find out all the information uh, about my book and also my email and how to connect with me there. Okay, great. Thank you. 
And I know I'm excited to say that you're going to be a part of the Radical Abundance devotional book that's coming out this fall. I'm very happy to have you as an author in that collection from Abundance Books. And have you done a lot of devotional writing in the past? I am starting to do more. I have to find a lot of feeling in writing. And uh, I said my background previously was marketing and sales, but I have found a lot of joy in writing. And actually, I am now teaching the joy of uh, writing and healing at the, the Cancer Centers Weekly with cancer patients. I offer writing prompts and journal writing weekly to patients. And uh, I, I really find a lot of joy in that. So thank you for the opportunity to be part of your publication. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, me too. Well, I think that's a great use of writing to do that at the Cancer Center and really encourage people. I have used writing in my life to just process tragedy and journal my way through things. And it's been part of my journey as well. So tell us a little update on your family now. I know you said you have three adopted children adopted from Columbia. How is everything looking for you? So glad that you found a sunny spot in Arizona. I think that sounds way better than Minneapolis or Minnesota as well, because I'm a sunny kind of person. How are things going for you today? What does your your life look like in the framework of radical abundance? That's what we like to talk about here. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, I tell you what, we adopted our kids at ages six, eight, and 10. They are now 18, 20, and two of them are out of the house. And one of them is in his senior year of high school. I am busy writing and speaking. And God has taken me on a totally different journey than I thought. I definitely did not see that writing and speaking versus marketing and sales would be in my future. But that is where our plans and God's plans aren't always the same. And I've learned uh, uh, to be on the journey that he wants me to be on, not necessarily the journey I want to be on. And I'm so grateful that to be on this journey. And I, one of my very favorite verses actually is Proverbs, which says, many are the plans in a person's heart but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I have just learned to sit in that and to sit where God wants me to. And, you know, again, I have just learned to take it one day at a time. And sometimes, like I said earlier, we don't understand what God's plan and purpose is when you're in the middle of your journey. But I've learned to just sit and wait and take things one day at a time and wait for him to reveal it. And he always will. It just sometimes it takes a moment. Well, what I love about that is that as you learn to reflect back and see things in the backward view, and you can see how God was working, it gives you something to build on when you're going through a present challenge. Because if God was faithful before, he will be faithful again. And of course, he has been. That's the gift we have in the scriptures, too, is looking at how he was faithful to others. And even this show, we can see when we can't find it in ourselves, sometimes we can look to the story of someone else and see God's faithfulness in someone else's life and trust that he can also be faithful in ours. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. And as we wrap up today, Lori, do you have some closing words to that we can go away with? Oh, yeah. So definitely, you know, I just want to encourage each and every one of your listeners to never give up hope and, you know, all faced with challenges. And I'm walking proof that, you know, there is a God. He is real. And, you know, I, there, 
faith is real and to, again, just take it one step at a time. Uh, in this world that we live in, uh, that there's so uh, so many unknowns. Again, just one of my favorite Bible verses, I know I just quoted it, but another one is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, where God talks about his plans for us. And he does have great plans and purpose for us. And just, again, Take it one step at a time. And even if you can't see the big picture, you know, just depend on God for that one nugget if that's all it takes. That's right. Well, thank you, Lori. Thank you for spending time with us on Radical Abundance. And I wish you a radically abundant day. Great. Thank you. 